0: Guess what guys, there is only one place you can get a true Colorado Mountain Pie. It's your favorite, locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. The Colorado Mountain Pie has become a staple for not only natives, but for those who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is. Bojo's is the only answer. Bojo's dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. You heard that right. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family, a huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore, Colorado beer on tap, including our personal favorite, Breck Brews, and your personal favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your holiday get-togethers or to celebrate birthdays and other large events. They have $4 happy hours in select locations along with gluten-free and plant-based options as well. There is nothing more important to Bojo's than their community, which is why they are always happy to help you raise money for your fundraising causes. Host your next fundraising event at any of their five front-range locations. They are also offering their holiday se- this holiday season a special pint-glass koozies that make great stocking stuffers and come with a $5 gift card check those out at their site today at bojos.com that's bojos.com and tell them dnvr rams sent you. on the high screen dorian kicked to the corner Fayron for three it's good with the foul Touchdown, Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dump! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5, touchdown Colorado State! We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. Excited to talk CSU. My voice sounds a little hoarse. It's because I was at the Avs game today. Really, really, really fun time. (laughs) I definitely screamed way more than I should. I even told my cousin Jay, who I went to the game with, I was like, man, I can't scream. I got to do my podcast later. My voice can't be all hoarse. And literally like two minutes into the game, I was full on, you know, cheering the abs on, yelling anti-Detroit things, cracking jokes. I was sitting in a sea of Red Wings fans. It was a lot of fun though. It it really brought back some fun memories of that rivalry. And when it was, you know, relevant, it, it just really sucks that Detroit got moved to the east it's a bummer that they only play twice a year now because you know I'd say of my lifetime you know the the Avs Red Wings is up there with the uh, the sports rivalries that I cared most about so a lot of fun to go to my first ever you know Avs Red Wings game in person grew up watching them Uh, grew up you know never missing an Avs Red Wings game on TV obviously but This was the the first opportunity that I had to to go see it in person. And, man, it's just incredible how fast those guys skate. Uh, But, you know, this is not a hockey podcast, so I guess I should probably move on a little bit. But go Avs, man. That team is fun. Excited to watch them contend for the Cup. Also excited for the Nuggets. Picked up another big win. Uh, Got a free MPJ, man. Let this guy ball. I just I don't understand why they're still holding him back a little bit. It just... Doesn't really make sense to me, but go Nuggets, go Avs. Great day to be a fan of those teams. Not really a great day to be a Rockies fan. Obviously, this situation with Nolan is just so disappointing. It's just so tough to be a fan of this team sometimes. But let's uh, let's let's jump into CSU here. Let's talk about the things that I actually planned on talking about. It's it's been a big weekend. The Rams obviously picked up. A big-time win. Uh, CSU men's basketball, I mean. I should clarify, obviously, a lot of different Rams teams. CSU men's basketball picked up a big win on Saturday at Air Force. It's really not easy to go into Clune and and pick up a win, so kudos to CSU for finding a way. They've got a really, really uh, important game with Fresno State at home coming up. It's a winnable game, but it's one that you definitely don't want to slip You know, you were able to take care of business, win by 13 over the Falcons, 78 to 65. Now you have an opportunity where you're facing basically, you know, a team that's as young as CSU. I wouldn't say they've quite come together in the same way that the Rams have, but definitely, definitely a big test. We're going to talk about that game more tomorrow and on Wednesday as well. We'll obviously have coverage from Moby Arena. Really looking forward to that one. I just, I love when college basketball picks up. There's really... Uh, nothing better than the energy of just a rockin' college atmosphere. And if you saw on Twitter, I, I shared a video from that 2012 2013 orange out against San Diego State. For those of you that remember it, that was obviously the infamous Harlem shake. It was the ag out, Ag'd, ag day, ag out, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they were wearing the, the orange unis, but it was just so cool to see how just lit. I mean, really, there's no other way to describe it. Just how incredible that atmosphere was at Moby arena. And I just want to see it get back to that. You know, I think this is a team worth supporting. So I think with the way that they're winning, hopefully we'll see, you know, Moby get back to that. Maybe even at some point this season, probably going to take a little bit more of a sustained success to really, you know, get back to that hype atmosphere where you have it, you know, game in and game out. Uh, That said, though, I I do think they're really, you know, a couple of wins away here from winning over a lot of the more casual fans. And I'm all for it because nothing makes the games more fun than when Moby is rocking. Even when, you know, even when there's only a couple of thousand people there, it can really get loud when the fans get into it. So if you just, you know, added 25% more people, people could cheer a little bit less and it would still be loud. So make it happen. Get your butts in there, support this team. They're worth it. I promise you will not be disappointed. Shoot, I mean, with the way that Tanjay's been throwing dunks down lately, you never know what you're going to see, him or Roddy, man. Just their athleticism. And really, I mean, the freshmen in general, you just you can't say enough about these underclassmen. I, I thought Deshaun Thomas played really well, again, in his limited role. He's a guy who obviously doesn't necessarily get to shine, uh, just given you know what he's doing, he's doing a lot of the dirty work, but he does it so well. He's he's able to hit a mid-range jumper when he needs to. He's smooth. He has a nice touch around the basket. And honestly, I've I've really been impressed with what he's been doing defensively. I think he's come a long way in a short time. And I'm just I'm really intrigued to see what this team is doing. Uh, if you're a subscriber, obviously check it out. We've had ton of written content on the hoops team lately we're gonna have more this week Uh, gonna have more on the football team as well it was a big big recruiting weekend that's what we're gonna talk about in a little bit Uh, but just before we do I just wanted to talk a little bit of hoops we're gonna (laughs) briefly go over that Utah State game as well just absolutely insane Uh, but yeah I mean the league is wide open I've talked about it a lot I really like the way that this roster is coming together for CSU. I think they're they're kind of coming together at the perfect time. They're really shaping up to to be able to make a run because, you know, as we're going to talk about here in a second, anybody can beat anybody. And with the way that these guys are producing, I just I don't see how CSU doesn't close the season strong. I mean, you're getting just on a game-to-game performance. You're just seeing Stevens and Roddy grow. I think we've seen Kendall Moore take huge strides. On both ends, I mean, his improvement as a three-point shooter is just incredible. He's shooting with so much more confidence. The the staff always knew that he could do it. They would talk about it. You know, they'd say he hits them in practice, but we're seeing it finally come together. Thistlewood obviously finally getting healthy. Carvacho throughout another double-double. He's moving up the the history books in terms of all-time rebounding. So just a lot going right for the CSU men's team. And if you haven't been following, you know, now is kind of that perfect time to, to jump in. You can learn enough about the team before March Madness that people can't call you a bandwagon fan. But hey, you know, if you are a bandwagon fan, that's fine. Commit now. It's not too late. Support this team. I'm, I'm telling you. But before we before we jump into football here, uh, we got to talk a little bit about that Boise State-Utah State game because it was Bonkers. If you didn't have a chance to watch this game, you know, with with four minutes and 10 seconds left in the game, Utah State is up 18, a commanding lead. They're up 18 points with only four minutes and 10 seconds left to go. According to ESPN's win probability, they had a 99.9% chance to win the game. That was their win probability, 99.9% at that point. And as as you can tell by this lead-in, they lost. They lost 88 to 83 in overtime. Just so many missed opportunities. Uh, Boise State had given up. They had taken their starters out of the game. They were basically, you know, accepting defeat. And the reserves just go on a crazy run. Uh, they end up basically forcing overtime without Jessup or Alston on the floor. They did put Jessup in back in with about a minute left because. Uh, they had a guy foul out. Uh, good thing they did, because Jessup actually forced a turnover with like 1.9 seconds left. Just, I mean, I I really can't even describe what happened. Utah State just completely fell apart, and I don't I don't know what's going on with this team, but we just haven't really seen them click. And I don't know if it's it's just the expectations, you know, it's. It's one thing to to when you have talent and you come into a season and nobody really expects you to do anything. You know, Utah State's picked to finish ninth in the league last year. They end up dominating it. Obviously, this year, a little bit of a different situation. You know, the the lights are bright. Everybody has a the spotlight on the Aggies. They're a preseason top twenty-five team. I think even a top twenty team. I think they were like eighteen or something coming into the year. I, I should have double checked that, but. You know, it's just so weird to see what's happening in Utah State. I know they've got, you know, a couple of guys that are coming off the bench that maybe I think would like to see more minutes. Uh, I don't know. It's just ever since Kata came back, it seems like their entire rotation has just been wonky. And, you know, at this point, I don't, I don't really see a situation where Utah State can make the tournament unless they end up winning the Mountain West tournament. Maybe if they, like, won out or something. Uh, but at this point, you know, fourteen and six pretty much have shot themselves in the foot, so just crazy, crazy, crazy times in Utah state. I gotta say though, you know, coming in back in November, even Nico Medved told me he said, just keep an eye on him, you know he's he he didn't say anything disparaging, obviously Craig Smith is a good friend of his, but he was like, i just I don't know. I, I don't think everything is going to be quite right there this year. And he was absolutely right. I, I, the man knows some hoops. I, I, I remember I wrote it down because he told me after the Duke game. And it's it's basically been a prophecy that has come true. So shout out to Medved. He he knows what he's talking about. And it's, it's showing, you know, the Rams are rolling. So we're going to talk plenty of college hoops this week. Uh, but I do want to talk some Rams recruiting here on the football side. Uh, So after we shout out our sponsors, we will jump right into that football talk. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams. As I said earlier, I was at the Avalanche game today, and everywhere I look, it's just people with Breck beers in their hand. People on my left had Breck. People two rows in front of me had Breck. I turned to my cousin. I was like, you know, I wasn't planning on drinking today, Trying to stay healthy, trying to get stay true to those New Year's resolutions. But this Breck just looks too tasty. Had to go grab an Avalanche Ale. So glad that I did. So crisp, so refreshing. Uh, grab some Breckenridge Brewery for your Super Bowl party. You can't go wrong. They have so many different choices. They've got a beer for everyone. Personally, I like the Avalanche Ale, but I also really love the Colorado Core. So like I said, you can't go wrong. Support Breckenridge. Support DNVR. Support local. Alrighty, moving on with the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. It's time to talk a little football. Big, big recruiting weekend for CSU. Uh, Not just the conference championships in the NFL. It wasn't the only thing going on. The Rams coaches probably didn't even have time to watch the games, if we're being honest. Hosting people, recruiting, it's been really big. The Rams were able to add... Three offensive line commits, including one Boston College transfer. I'm going to talk about those three guys in a second. Uh, also going to talk about just the emphasis of the state of Colorado, and it's it's just clear that the staff is is doing that, and it's really cool. Uh, before we talk about that, though, just briefly, did see on Twitter that George Hilo has accepted a position at the University of Maryland. He will be their special teams coordinator, as well as their inside linebackers coach, there was some rumblings uh, from the fans thinking about, you know, maybe he would be a, a guy that they could try to retain as well. As it, you know, currently stands, Perkins is the only coach being retained, the defensive backs coach. Sean Cronin going to coach outside linebackers. They thought, you know, maybe he'll coach inside linebackers. Uh, it does not appear that that is, well, it, it's not going to happen. He's going to Maryland. So best of luck to George Helo. I honestly did not get to spend a ton of time around Hilo. Obviously got to see him during practice and stuff like that, but he would be busy, <laughs> definitely very vocal. He seems like a guy that would be hard to play for in my opinion just based on, you know, what I observed from him. Definitely a a guy that likes to hoot and holler as my grandfather would say, but he's also, you know, kind of revered as a recruiter. I've heard that from Multiple people from within the program that that guy's a dynamite recruiter. I heard he actually played a pretty big role in the in the Rams landing Kaiwan Herndon. So, yeah, good luck to Hilo moving forward as coordinating special teams and coaching inside linebackers. That's a pretty big gig. That's a, a lot of responsibility, honestly. But best of luck moving forward. Will be interesting to see what happens. Like I said, though, it was. A big, big weekend for CSU football on the recruiting front. saw a ton of Colorado players posting offers. Almost said Colorado kids again. I'm trying really hard to stop referring to student athletes as kids, even high school players. They're not kids. I'm only 24, so it feels even weirder for me saying it. It's just such a habit. (laughs) Um, But a lot of Colorado players posting offers and definitely encouraging, I think. You know that's been a big point of emphasis. Early, it's something that the fans would definitely like to see moving forward. It's it's good just from a state pride perspective. The the fans will always rally around local kids. Not that they you know won't support out of state guys. Basically, you know the most popular players from the last half decade for the m- most part have all been out of state guys: Gala, Piggins, Dawkins, Capri, Grace, and all those dudes. I mean, they weren't Colorado players. There there were obviously a few. Uh, Jake Bennett, Goldich, but it's it's just different with offensive linemen. They don't get the same type of glory. Uh, but the fact that the the coordinators in Adazio are following through on their promise to to make Colorado a priority, I think it's I think it's important. I think we've seen a lot of talent slip through the cracks, uh, mainly because the previous administration just didn't take the time to really develop the relationships with a lot of these coaches in Colorado. And that's what a lot of this comes down to in the recruiting game. You know, it's just the relationships that you have. Uh, you know, one of the things we heard uh, with Tanner Hollins running back out of Columbine that committed to to CSU or signed with CSU, I should say he, he actually signed back in the early period. Um You know, we, we heard from somebody in the program that Hollins said that Bobo had never even been to Columbine. And that's just crazy to me. How do you not visit? One of the the biggest programs in the state, one of the most successful programs in the state, a program that consistently produces D1 players, um, just wild to me. But it's it's definitely encouraging to see the staff really just emphasizing Colorado. You know, I think there's something to be said about really just wanting to to represent a university. I think it's just a little bit different when you know you grow up dreaming of playing somewhere. You see it with a guy like Logan Stewart. You know, he talked about how he grew up dreaming of playing for the Rams. And he's obviously turned out to be a really, really great safety. And I just, I would like to see a little bit more of that. You know, you can't sign only kids from Colorado. That's, that's just the reality. You have to be able to recruit the football hotbeds of the country. You got to go to Florida. You got to go to Texas. You got to go to California. And the coaches know that. And we're seeing that right now you know we've seen a lot of Colorado players post that they've got offers but you know all 3 of the offensive linemen that they picked up commits from this week you know none of them are Colorado kids so they're they're recruiting everywhere but it is just encouraging to see them really really hitting Colorado hard nothing frustrates CSU fans more than when you see like a local player go on to thrive somewhere uh, else in the Mountain West specifically Wyoming is obviously the the school that really comes to mind but I just think we're we're seeing a little bit of a different approach in recruiting with the staff. It 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 was it was fun to really, you know, see the Rams mixed in with some of these high profile players coming out of the south and part of that had to do with the fact that the the coaches just had a lot of relationships in the south, so they were recruiting where they were familiar. But I just think there's something to be said about really emphasizing finding players that are the right fit for your program and and then developing them, you know, development is what matters more than anything. And that's really where the program lacked in, in my opinion. I just, I don't think you saw a lot of guys really take massive strides. You know, a lot of the players that were talented were talented when they came in and and it's not that they didn't make improvement, uh, but I just think you've seen programs, you know, like Wyoming and Hawaii and, you know, really even, you know, Nevada and some of these other programs just, do more with less and ultimately that comes down to development so hopefully the this ends up working out well for the staff uh, like i said you can't only recruit the state of colorado but it's not like colorado is producing any scrubs either you get three running starting running backs in the nfl right now out of the state of colorado with philip Lindsay, austin eckler i know eckler is technically like their co-starter I'm I'm not sure what's happening with Melvin Gordon moving forward, but you get the point. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, absolute beast. First running back ever to have 1,000 receiving yards, 1,000 rushing yards in the same season. Max Borgie's incredible at Washington State. There are a lot of good athletes that come out of this state, and there are a lot of good football players just in general that come out of Colorado. So box them in. keep Keep the local stars local. Love to see it. Hope we see a ton of Colorado kids end up balling out for the Rams. Uh, Because that's the thing, you know, you want to sign the local kids, but you want them to to actually pan out, and a lot of that comes down to development. So looking forward to see what they do uh, with some of these kids. Looking forward to seeing who they actually sign. Uh, But definitely, from a PR standpoint, a win for CSU and recruiting Colorado heavily. Keep it up. Uh, just briefly before we wrap it up here, I am going to just give you a little bit of info on these guys that committed. We got Cam Reddy, six foot two, three hundred pound, just classified as an offensive lineman. He is transferring from Boston College. Definitely an encouraging sign. He's from L- I'm I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce this. A uh, Londonery, Lon- Londonery. I'm I'm, I'm t- so terrible at pronunciations. Out of New Hampshire, when was the last time CSU picked up a player from New Hampshire? That's going to be interesting to me. I'm going to have to dig through the rosters and see if I can maybe find that. Uh, Definitely good to get a guy that's familiar with the staff, obviously. Probably will have to sit out. I imagine they'll apply for a waiver, but I don't really know what grounds you could get it on. He's from New Hampshire, so he's not transferring closer to home. Uh, but even if he has to sit out, he would have two years of eligibility left. Nice pickup for the Rams. They need the depth moving forward. Also picked up a commitment from uh, two different preps guys. We got Gage Gaynor out of Majore Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida. He is six three, two 266 pounds. Definitely nice frame uh, for an 18-year-old. Had eight different offers according to 247. Including Air Force, Louisville, Marshall, and a variety of other programs, and then finally we've got Dirk Nelson, who flipped from UNLV to CSU. Six foot two, two hundred and ninety-one pounds. He had nine offers, including Air Force, Army, Nevada, UNM, and Oregon. Uh, I'm not gonna lie; it's it's really really hard for me to evaluate uh, preps offensive linemen. There's just so much of it comes down to you know, developing very few of these guys actually play early. But the fact that the, the pro their the staff, the Rams, the program, whatever you want to call it, the fact that they're able to, to add some of these linemen to pick up some size, it's just big, you know, you need the bodies, especially after you lost two different starters. Uh, so just having that depth, you know, even if it's only in practice, uh, you, you don't know if any of these guys are actually going to play this year. Um, or, but just the fact that you have them, you know, it's it's big. You got to recruit the big uglies. Adazio is definitely an offensive line guru. That's kind of what he's been known for over the years, and that's definitely an aspect that CSU has has lacked a little bit. I think the Rams historically known for producing great linemen, uh, but need to get back to their roots a little bit. I think they've been lacking a little bit these last couple two or three seasons or so. So definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward. I'm going to go into the recruiting a little bit more in depth uh, when I write about it, hoping to get that out tomorrow. Uh, definitely a busy day today. I missed a lot. I picked a bad day to go to an AVS game, but had a lot of fun. Uh, really excited to talk more college hoops this week. Thank you to everyone that listens. Thank you. If you like this podcast, you know, subscribe, please give us a rating, all that fun stuff. You know, the drill, Hope everyone had a nice MLK day. Uh, Obviously, so grateful for one of the just greatest men in in the history of our country, so. But yeah, we will be back tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Hope everyone has a great start to their week. Definitely looking forward to The Bachelor. I'm so hooked, guys. I know that show sucks, but I, I am just so hooked. The drama is great and I'm looking forward to it. Have a great night.